hey everybody, it's us. You're about to listen to us for probably a long time, but we just wanted to let you know we've got a thing. Got two things. Oh, you're talking about the pilots. Yeah, okay. I was talking about our other two things. What's our other two things? Our private things. Our ding-dings? Our special purposes. Okay. That that joke went nowhere. You can move on. <laughs> I No, I just kind of want to bask in this for a second because this is how Joke Corner goes for me. Hmm. I want you to wallow in it and feel it. It doesn't feel good. Yeah. This is how I feel every other week. Hmm. Nice, isn't it? Mm, not when it's me. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> we didn't say who we are, but fuck it. You're going to hear in a second. I'm the loud one and he's the other one. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't matter. For the purposes of this, we're just uh, generic announcers. Yes, we are. And uh, we just wanted to let you know, go to tsdjaproductions.bandcamp.com and you can get like three and a half hours of content for $4. Yeah. This is like the most awkward fucking promo ever. Well, I don't know. I thought our camping trip promos were kind of awkward too, but... No, those were produced ads. No, not the ads, but I mean like the... um, We did a couple... Well, I mean, I think we only did the one on that on 7.5. That got awkward. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, we did that once. Yeah, no, the actual commercials were great. Yeah. Well, this is a commercial. I know, but it's not very well produced. What? Huh? Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's three pilots for shows that we want to do, and actually one of them will have launched already. Yeah. There's the Nerd Blitz Book Club, where we read um, Star Wars Kindred Spirits by Christy Golden, right? Those the prequel to uh, our first book in the book club series, which is Dark Disciple by Christy Golden. Exactly, which is running for the next, I don't know, year and a half? <laughs> um, Probably ten months. If I remember exactly, it's nine and a half months. Book club is literally our baby at this point. Yeah, so any pregnant ladies out there, you can, you can time your trimesters based on the uh, Nerdless Book Club. No, any ladies out there, get over it. We know what pregnancy feels like. (laughs) 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 Um. Well, cutting uh, 20 hours of audio of us talking about a book feels like childbirth. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's about as painful. But you should go buy the pilots for sure, for real, (laughs) because once it's all cut together, it's really good. The second pilot. (laughs) (laughs) That's um, the Nerd Blitz Comic Con. Versations. Where we read Star Wars C-3PO, which is the comic that was supposed to come out a hell of a long time before it did come out. Yeah, it was the supposed to be in the ramp up for Episode 7, and then it didn't come out till like the ramp down after from the Episode Blu-ray. 7. Yeah. Talk about Afterbirth, jinkies. And then the third pilot is for the Nerd Blitz commentaries where we watched... And talked over the Star Wars holiday special from 78. Yep. And boy, oh boy. And it's just as awesome as it sounds. It's as awesome as you could imagine. (laughs) So yeah, check those out again. It's tsdjproductions.bandcamp.com and it's only $4 for three and a half hours of content. Get that, check that out, and then sit tight because here comes the show.
Hey gang, you're listening to the Nerd Blitz with Doom and Fitz. I'm Doom. <laughs> and I'm Fitz. Hey everybody, how you doing? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what was that all about? I don't know, I'm in a real cartoony mood. Did you have a stroke? No, I did that a few minutes ago. Uh, gross. Get it? Get it? Yeah, you get it. That's gross. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm in a real cartoony mood because, hey, the apocalypse is Tuesday, so why not? Yeah. <laughs> hysterical. Uh, I don't know which I don't know which apocalypse is worse, the one that's coming Tuesday or the one we're going to talk about today. Yeah, no shit. For any for the future people in 5 weeks from now when this is released, it's our last recording before election day. Uh, yeah. And I'll tell you, I keep thinking of that Padme quote. So this is how liberty dies yeah. to thunderous applause. <laughs> yeah. Uh, boy. So yeah. Um oh, I know nobody's hanging on the edge of their seat, but I've got an update on something I talked about a few weeks ago when I was being all bitchy and shit. Wait, which time was that? I know, it's hard to keep track of, but just follow me. It's, uh, I guess it was episode 11 when you were talking, it was during your fuck this shit. Yeah. When you were talking about scumbags like me who blow their shit into the street. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you remember I told you that big brown truck was on the side of my house for like, Four months at that point. Oh, yeah. They finally towed the cocksucker off Whoa. two weeks ago. Wow, cool. Yeah, so Justice. I got a street again. Justice. Yeah. You don't know how much that pissed me off. Oh, I think I do. <laughs> oh, my God. It would have pissed, and the street pissed sweeper. me off, too. Oh, yeah. And when the street sweeper came by after they towed it, because they towed it like the day before the street sweeper came by. Yeah. There was at least two inches of mud underneath that motherfucker. Oh, my God. You could see the tire tracks where they had to drag the thing through the mud that had surrounded the wheels and shit. Damn. Yeah, it took the street sweeper like three, four passes to even start making a dent. Damn. How long had it been sitting there? Uh, By the time it got towed, let's see, it was left out here in February. Oh, Jesus. Um, so it was late October, so six, seven, eight, almost nine months. Damn, so I've almost not seen your house without that truck. Uh, yeah, I think the only time that you were here when that truck wasn't was when we went to see TFA. Yeah, wow. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the only time you've been by here and that fucker wasn't there. Wow, now I'm getting misty. I know, it's almost like an old friend's it's gone, the right? It's the end of an era. Yeah, and I'm, God, I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> it was so fucked up when I was little. It hasn't happened for years, and this wasn't the case with this. This belonged to some assholes up the street. But when I was little, cars would get stolen all the time from all around, and they would drop them on the side of our house here. I guess they would, like, joyride them, bring them here, fucking And then just dump them. them. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? That's weird. Yeah, and it's fucked up because, like, the neighbors, they would they would forget to move their cars, you know, on street sweeping day. So, yeah. like, two months, they would get a ticket, and their car would be booted, and they'd be ready to tow it. But, like, this truck, all the stolen cars throughout my youth that were left out here, yeah, every single one of them would be out here for, like, six months. And it's like, <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> they actually boot your cars down there? 
oh fuck yeah if you miss a few if you don't pay a couple tickets they'll boot the son of a bitch and within a few hours your car is gone wow mm-hmm. it is kind of fucked up that just because the street sweeper can't get through they boot and tow your car but whatever so ready for joke time or <laughs> yeah oh yeah are you what was that what was what uh yeah 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 I heard that. No, I was gonna say we should tell them. We should tell people that we're gonna uh, finish up our battleship game. Oh yeah, today. yeah. Where, as you may re- recall, last time uh, we left off of the thrilling cliffhanger where we both are left with just if our two whole ship. Let's do it right, you know. Okay. Last time on the Nerd Blitz with Doom and Fitz. <laughs> okay, you can go now. <laughs> <laughs> There was a flurry of activity at the end of that, uh, at the end of that show, and we both ended up with only one ship left, the two, yeah. the two hole ship. Our so, two holer. So this should be a an exciting uh, race to the finish. And it's fucked up because I've spent a lot of time looking at my board, like, okay, where are there two hole spots that I haven't hit? <laughs> and there's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and it's like. Fuck, this is going to be complicated, so hopefully this will be the finale. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Do you want to take a couple shots real quick before we get to the joke? Uh, Okay. Whose turn is it? Do we remember? Oh, like I fucking remember that. You can just go. <laughs> okay, uh, let's go with F4. Miss. Uh, I was going to be like, I was, that would have been awesome if you'd have been like, fuck it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. H1. H1? Yep. Okay, hang on. I gotta find that. It's right after G. Is it? Uh-huh. They moved it on me. That's a miss. Okay. Um, E5. E5 is a miss. Fucking bitch ass. Uh, J1. J1 is a miss. Um, take one more shot and then we need to get moving. Yep, get to it. Yeah, uh, D8. Miss. Fucking whore. B1. B1 what? <laughs> Miss. Okay, fuck it. Play the theme song. Doom's Joke Corner. Okay. While I say C6. Miss. Fuck. I'll tell you a joke while you look, okay? Okay. Okay. This guy's been sitting at a bar all night, staring at a blonde wearing the tightest pair of pants he's ever seen. Finally, his curiosity gets the best of him, so he walks over and asks, Hey there, how do you get into those pants? The young woman looks him over and replies, Oh my god, well you can start by buying me a drink! Oh god. G5. <laughs> what was that oh god for? <laughs> was it Britney or the joke? Both. Oh, well, fuck off then. What was your... G- G5. G5? Uh, that's a miss. Okay. Um, so that's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Well, that was fun for me. Those two deserve each other. Who, Herbert and Brittany? Uh-huh. 
Why would you say that? Because we're in love! <laughs> God. There's fucking something wrong, um, with, there's something wrong with you. Well, duh. <laughs> <laughs> How about B5? Miss. Fucking whore. Okay. B, B7. It's a miss. We're just fucking. I'm gonna run out of white pegs here pretty soon. Yeah, me too, man. Um. Well, gang, get ready because it's the end. Yep, it's the end. It's the end of what you might be asking yourself. And sadly, it's the end of a failed experiment. Yes, that's why it's sad because it's a failed experiment. Yep, we're calling it. Because holy fuck, man. After the first issue of Apocalypse, I was so goddamn hopeful. I was. Me too. If you go back and listen to that episode now, it, it's so we're so we were so bright eyed and hopeful and so excited I, and so into it. And then, oh my god, the, the drop off was so fast. I know, but we were so laid back because everything they said was like, "You got to be fucking kidding me, right?" And then we read issue one, and it's like, "Holy shit, this is gonna be awesome, man!" Yeah. And then we read issue two, and it was like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, everything that they said leading up to this that made us go, fuck this shit, sounds fucking stupid, turned out to be not true when the first issue hit. So we're like, okay, well, they're not going to ruin it. Well, they did, but they ruined it in other ways <laughs> that we weren't expecting. <laughs> no shit. By basically making us read the same fucking goddamn cock-sucking issue... Five times. Yep, pretty much. So, yeah. You got your copy of issue five there, don't you? I do. I was keeping it warm in my ass crack. Yeah. Ugh. What cover do you have? What's the other cover? I don't remember. Right um, now. This is the cover. I think, wasn't that the first Howard, Howard Porter cover? Yeah, I think so. It's uh, It's a group shot through the perspective of like a monster's mouth. Yeah, from his tonsils. Yeah. Yeah, that was the first official main Howard Porter cover. And that was good. Yeah, this is a good cover, actually. My cover, though, is... Uh, yeah, I got you the variant. One of the variants. Yeah. Because that's what I'd been yes. doing, was getting the variants for you. Just because you fucking hated the... the uh, I almost said Bruce Lee. The Jim Lee covers so much. <laughs> well, yeah, because <laughs> like, Jim Lee fucked up. Fucking Bruce Lee could probably draw a better Scooby-Doo than... Yeah, and he's been dead for what thirty years. This cover, I'm not. I gotta look see who did it because I got a Francis Manipole. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, that's what it says. My cover, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's uh, that's the guy that did the Flash art for um New Fifty Two, like the first arc of New Fifty Two Flash. Yeah. It's fucking sweet. Well, this cover ain't sweet that I got because Scooby looks like a giant rat. Fred looks okay. Daphne looks okay. I guess Velma looks okay, but Shaggy and Scooby look retarded as fuck. Really? He's usually really good. I, th I think so, because like I said, Scooby looks like a giant rat, and Shaggy, he's got like a weird fucking Yu-Gi-Oh haircut going on. Oh. Yeah. I mean... Oh, yeah, this is... Okay. What? Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking at that cover. Oh, you're right. It is fucked up looking. I do remember this now from when I bought it. <laughs> I mean, everything else looks... I should be fair. Everything else looks good. Fred, Daphne, Velma, they look good. The little helicopter thingy looks good. 
this actually looks a bit like the old school mystery machine. Yeah. Um, the zombie arms or whatever, those look cool. It's just Shaggy and Scooby are like, ugh, mm. you know? Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, he's <sighs> the guy that did the Flash, all right. Is those, it? Yeah, those Flash books were fucking sweet. I can't say that I've seen anything, any of them. Yeah. I, and... Oh, shit. What? I mean, it's got nothing to do with the comic. I just opened up the front page, and I'm looking at this ad. I didn't know they had the complete series of Captain Caveman on DVD through Warner Archive. Yeah, I was just gonna say that <laughs> when we got into the, we, I had opened, I had done the same thing, and while you were talking, I was like, "Oh my god, look at all this shit!" I don't, I don't even remember looking at this ad when I read the book. I don't either. I saw the Space Stars and Thundar the Barbarian, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I would like to get that Captain Caveman. Mm-hmm. And the Teen Angels. As, yeah. But as we Damn, saw, Damn, look at the camel toe ago, on that chick. Which one? The oh, one with the, the pink. The, yeah, the one with the pink pants. Look at that camel toe. Jesus. Yeah, that goes up to her belly button. No shit. That's pussy you could fall into. <laughs> yeah. You, you tie a border on your that's ass the, before you go that's in. That's the cave he lives in. <laughs> but yeah, as we heard from a few weeks ago, I like Captain Caveman. Captain Caveman fun! Yeah. Real Adventures of Johnny Quest Season 1 and 2. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I don't think I paid any attention to that. See, I got more excited about a fucking ad than I did this book, I man. know, that's what I, that's what I was going to say, too, was when we were starting to talk about this cover, and I flipped it open and was like, I got like completely sidetracked looking at this stuff. Mm-hmm. It was way more exciting Captain than Caveman this. Captain Caveman looks crisp as fuck in that picture, too. I know it wouldn't look like that on the disc, but... Yeah, this is not exactly a, a screen cap, but... Yeah. <laughs> the Teen Angels look like screen caps, though. I don't know. Maybe. They're a little fuzzy. So is Thundar and Space Star. That Johnny Quest one looks like a comic... An Indiana Jones comic book cover. Yeah, that's... I don't know if I can get behind that Real Adventures of Johnny Quest shit. Oh, you didn't like that one? No, I like the original. I'd like to see both. Because I never really got into Johnny Quest because it was never really on from what I remember. Yeah, I used to watch it a lot when I was a kid. I figured. Fuck it, let's get to this chunk of shit. I guess. I'd rather talk about Johnny Quest, but okay. Well, I mean, if I'd seen it, I'd be like, fuck this shit, let's talk about Johnny Quest. But I don't know that much about Johnny Quest. (laughs) To be honest, I don't know much about most of these. Because they weren't really on when I was young, other than Captain Caveman. Yeah. Johnny Quest has the first uh, uh, cartoon uh, same-sex partnerships. Really? <laughs> that's a that's just a joke that people make. I figured. <laughs> but uh, if you do watch it, it is kind of fucked up. It's like, holy shit, Race Bannon is like his mom. <laughs> it's like Race Bannon and Johnny Quest's dad are like partners. It's Dr. Benton Quest. Yeah, and it's... There's there was like so much uh, sexual tension. <laughs> it's like where dude, the fuck did Haji come from? India. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to guess. Thank you. Come again. No, I mean, <laughs> like all of a sudden it's like, hey, fuck it, let's take this Indian kid in. Let's walk around with him. That won't be weird. We got a fucking dog wearing a mask. Well, and an I mean, Indian kid. Well, where did Short Round come from? Uh, there might be a comic that explains that. I'm just saying, 
as an as a as an example of another thing like that you know yeah, he probably is. picked him up as an orphan off the street well i get you know now that you mention it fucking short round seems weirder than haji because at least there's a kid here haji's age right he's hanging out with a fucking grown man mm-hmm. doing dangerous shit yeah uh-huh well anywho scooby apocalypse it seems like we're just trying to do everything in our power to avoid it. Right. <laughs> We've got to get through it, man. All right. <laughs> so the story opens up with Velma and Daphne having the same fucking conversation again. Yeah, again, inside the mall mart or whatever, yeah. where we left off last issue. Yeah. And, um... It basically, it's not my, you caused this. It's not my apocalypse. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It's the four. What's the four? Blah, 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 blah. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Um, and then there's some kind of crash or some shit and they go running. Or, well, Daphne goes running to see what the fuck's going on. And there's a bunch of little demons breaking into the mall mart. Now, right here on this page where Daphne runs into Fred and Shaggy battling the demons, there's an Easter egg that I wanted to point out to you and everybody listening. Again, this is issue five, just so everybody's keeping up. Mm, let's see if I can see it. We spent like a half hour talking about anything but. <laughs> Have you spotted it? Um, not yet. Not yet. I'll give you a few seconds. I spotted it right away, but I... I've probably seen the thing more than you have. Though technically I haven't actually seen it. Uh, It'll all make sense in a moment. Hmm. Nothing? No. Nothing. Okay, look behind Scooby's head and in front of Shaggy's foot. See that DVD there? There's three copies. Oh, yeah, okay. It's Scooby-Doo Franken-Creepy. Yep, I see it. Yeah. I haven't seen that movie, but as soon as I saw this page, before I read it, I was flipping through the book like I generally do. Mm-hmm. I saw that and I was like, wait a minute, what the fuck is that? And I got in real close and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But then it's like <laughs> you the know what? original mystery machine. It was like, why the fuck is that there? Yeah, that's too meta. Yeah. But you know what? What? I'm not sure if I should make this confession now or wait till the end. Uh-oh. Hmm. Why don't you make it now? Because I'll just be waiting for it. Looking at the first few pages here. Yeah. I don't think I read this fucking comic book. <laughs> <laughs> I I think well, I I don't think I read this. <laughs> yeah. I think I was I think I I waited until we had six and then I forgot I didn't read five. Well, okay. <laughs> um, you may have read it and just not remembered it because of everything that's going on. Well, maybe, because but this sure doesn't be- look familiar. I'm flipping through the pages, and I'm like, what the fuck? I don't remember any of this. <laughs> well, I'll walk you through it, but I, <laughs> I waited until I had issue six, but like three weeks before that, just after you gave me this, you said you read it, and you're like, dude, what do you think? Dude, what do you think? It's like, I don't know. I just haven't been able to bring myself to read it, because remember... We were supposed to talk about this a few weeks ago with yeah. issue four. We were going to do four and five together. Oh no, I'm looking at these. I'm looking at the middle, the middle splash page. I definitely yeah. did not read this. I must have been talking. About, <laughs> I must have been talking about four when I said I read it because I know we we were behind, like we were backed up. Yeah. You know, we had several that we had in our possession but hadn't recorded for yet. Yeah. 
I'll bet you I I, I just skipped this one somehow. <laughs> Shit balls. <laughs> um, well, it's too late now. We're already. Oh my god! Into this it. probably ruined the whole se- series for me. I probably would have had a completely different view of issue six if I had read this. Nope. 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 <laughs> no, probably uh, not. Anyway, these demons attack. <laughs> Velma and Daphne have the same fucking conversation again about, you know, the plague and all that. They go to see what's up with the demons, and that's where the Frank and Creepy... There's three copies of it there. Right, I see it. I see them. Which I I should say, I've heard that's one of the better Scooby movies. Yeah. But I just haven't seen it. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. That's one of the, like, six or seven I don't have. So, yeah. Okay. Um, let's see... And yeah, there's a bunch of fucking... They look almost like mini Hellboys without the big old brick hand. Oh, yeah. They're, they're kind of cool looking. Yeah. They're like little it, devil babies. Uh-huh. It would be nice if the story was good, though. Anyway. Yeah. Or like those little monsters there in that movie, The Gate. I don't know if I've seen that. It was old, old 80s uh, horror movie where they uh, these kids listened to this uh, satanic music and it opened up a fucking little portal and these little devil things come out. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Not really, but at the time it was cool. I don't know. It could be cool. Anyway, Daphne comes in and she blasts all the monsters and pretty much saves them and shit. And Fred, Daphne, Shaggy, and Scooby are trying to run because these monsters are on their asses and running after them. Right, and there's tons of them. Oh, the store is fucking full of them, dude. Mm Mm-hmm. And then there's this kind of cool scene where... Uh, they're running to the back, and I love this panel here with Scooby tackling that one. Oh yeah, I see that. That's pretty fucking pimp. Which again goes to say, or goes to show, Porter is doing good work, in my opinion, in my view. Porter is doing great work. He just does not have the story to back it up. Which is sad to say, because I know that Demetrius, I don't know jack shit about this Keith Keith Giffen dude, but I know that Demetrius is a good writer. Yeah. Yeah, I think we said at the very beginning, like, he wrote my favorite Spider-Man arc ever. Yeah. Yeah, we did say that. So, I'm, uh, yeah, like, so I'm really surprised at how weak we'll this We'll see, in the credits here is. for this issue, it says, Keith Giffen, origination, Demetrius, extrapolation. So I'm guessing Giffen came up with the breakdowns and shit, and Demetrius was like, okay, I'll write this. Okay, yeah. So I guess the blame could fall on Giffen, but fuck it. They both they're both credited as writers, so they're both taking the blame. Yeah. But anywho, this shot of Scooby tackling this demon's pretty fucking badass. And let's see. Daphne's all like, oh, he saved me. <laughs> he he, 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 he saved me. And Shaggy almost seemed surprised by that, you know? Well, you don't know because no, I don't you know. didn't fucking read it. <laughs> I'm scanning it so that I know. I'm trying to take my time so you can sort of read as we go, but... <laughs> but, yeah, Scooby attacks the demon, bites his fucking head, and Shaggy's... Daphne's all like, Scoo, Scoo, Scooby-Doo, he, 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 say, say, save me, me, me. Yeah, so now, like, so now she's... Sure did. Yeah, now she's a big pussy all of a sudden. Yeah, when three seconds ago, she was blasting motherfuckers' heads off. I'm trying to see... Because there's a spot here... Where that problem that we talked about before pops up yet again. Oh, the the word balloon switching? Dialogue switch. Yeah. Swap, yeah. I remember I told you that. I was like, dude, they fucking did it again. You were like, what? I said they swapped Velma and Shaggy's dialogue again. 
And you're like, holy shit, how did I miss that? I was like, I don't fucking know. Well, now I know. <laughs> um, I'm trying to see where it's at, though. Well, anywho, they go run into the back, and Velma's already back there, and she's like, hey, come here. Right, so she gets them to hide in the storage room. Well, yeah, but hang on. Shaggy's like, oh, hey, it's Velma, and we forgot about her. And she's like, well, that's heartwarming, because they weren't worried about her. They were just worrying about covering their asses. Well, come to find out, Velma was doing the same thing. She's breaking their nuts about it. I thought that was a little bit funny. Oh, because she was hiding in the, she found the place to hide. And she was busting their balls like, you were, you fucking forgot about me. Mm -hmm. And seconds later, it's like, bitch, you forgot about us too. Oh, here it is right here. Uh, Well, I guess it's not really, I don't know. It's um, You see the panel with Velma screaming down the hall to Shaggy? Yeah. Read the very next panel. Um, Fred says, don't take it personal, Doc, with these things on our tail. It's hard to remember our own names. And they show Shaggy running into the storeroom. That's Velma's dialogue. It says, I can't believe you four were ready to believe me. Uh, I can't believe you four were ready to leave me behind and get disemboweled by those monstrosities. Velma's here pointing, but that's her dialogue. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. When I when I read it just now, I I was about to tell you, well, it's because she's in that room and the dialogue, the bubble is like pointing into the room where she is. But you're right, she's outside the room. Pointing into the room. Pointing into the room. What the fuck? See? That's what I mean. Yet a fucking again, they do this shit, and it's like, is there nobody paying attention over there? That one almost looks like they fucked up the balloon completely. Just like I said, like the way she's drawn and colored, it doesn't well, look I like her. Say, in these in these two panels, the art is a little lazy. But yeah, I know what you're saying. I, I mean, just 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 the uh, just where she's positioned in the panel. Oh yeah. You know, it, it's like my, I looked right past her. I didn't even. Oh yeah, I thought I, I thought she first. was yeah I thought she was one of the monsters. Again, this is one of those things though, because I could tell right away that was Shaggy's leg in his shoe. Yeah, this is one of those things where I thought I was having a stroke because I saw it as a monster too, and it's like, mm-hmm. wait, why is Velma? That's Shaggy's leg. Why is Velma saying what the fuck is going on here? And then I again panic was setting in because like, am I fucking dying or something? <laughs> I took a good hard look at it and I was like, well, look at Daphne. She's faceless. Look at Fred. He's basically faceless. Look at Scooby. He's. Ba- oh, that's the. Wait a minute. If that's. What? But. How? I was like, you motherfuckers. It seems like we're not the only ones that don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think maybe they've checked out on this too, huh? I've got to ask you. You said at the beginning before we read an issue that you'd be surprised if this thing would last 10 issues. I think they've solicited up to issue 9. Do you want to revise that any? Well, yeah, I mean, clearly they're not going to cancel it at 10 just yet. Even though it's quickly slipped out of the top 100. Oh, really? It's not even in the top 100 anymore? Not from what I saw. Mm, Fuck. Because last time I checked, I think was issue 4, it was number 100. Wow. Well, if they if they've solicited up to 9, then I'll revise my estimate and say since there's since it looks like they're doing six issues per trade. Yeah. I'll say they'll they'll try to they'll try to squeak it out to 12 and then reconsider. Well, see, I'm I was thinking about it and it's like maybe it'll be like 15 to 18, but it can't be more than 20 issues. I can't see this piece of shit going for 2 years. 
Yeah. Because this has just been a train wreck, as we just fucking saw. Well, starting with issue number seven, they're going to have two less copies sold every month. <laughs> For yeah. sure. And I should say this, too. Th- five and six, I don't like the issues. I really don't. But I'm stupid enough that if I had the money to buy it, I would still be buying it. Simply because it says Scooby on the cover. And these bad and boys are because... four bucks a piece. Jesus. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. But simply because it says Scooby on the cover, and I I would desperately be hoping for something, not just something to happen, but something good to happen. Because yeah. wait until we get to the end of issue six. Fuck! Yeah. So anywho, they get in the storeroom, and like I said, those two panels there are pretty fucking lazy. In a way, they almost look like they were a part of a bigger panel, and then they were just like, ah, fuck it, we don't need that other shit. And zoomed in on his. Oh right, like they, yeah, like they cropped out a lot. Yeah, because you normally don't get that much loss of detail in a panel like this. Because look at all the other panels; they're pretty well detailed. Yeah, it's just those two specifically. Shit gets blurry. Because I mean, even look at the panels around it; they're crisp, but those aren't. Yeah, I'm guessing they cropped out a lot. I don't know. Anyway. They're in the storeroom, and they're trying to barricade the doors and shit. And then there's this weird page where, you know, there's sound effect of the monsters trying to get in and shit. And they're arguing about who's going to go to the back door and look at shit. And ugh. So Fred goes with Scooby, and then somebody else, it, I think it's Daphne and Shaggy, are fighting about who's going next. Oh, here's a here's something real quick I just kind of glossed over. When Fred goes to check the back door, uh-huh. Shaggy's like, I'll go, I'll go. And Scooby's like, no, I'll go. They're talking about how Scooby's, you know, acting fierce. And Fred tells him maybe he's acting on instinct. Oh, right, and he's still the he, same scared puppy he's always been. Yeah, and Scooby says, precisely. And Sco- uh, Shaggy tells him, hey, sorry, I'll, I didn't realize. I'll go with Fred if you want. And Scooby, to protect... Shaggy's like, uh, tells him I'll go. And then I thought this was funny here when Fred says, you're a good man, Scoob, you know, for a dog. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> With his fucking bandana. Who, Fred and his giant fucking robber yeah. bandana? Yeah. Old West robber bandana? Right. And a couple panels here, like on this next page where they're talking about who's going to go with Fred or whatever. Yeah. After Fred takes off, they're going to go check on him. Look at that top panel there. Shaggy looks like his nose is broke or something. Because the way his head's tilted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. It looks like um, a really bad Scott Mosier. Yeah, it does. Wow. If Scott was a douchebag, that's what he would look like. Mm-hmm. Wow. Speaking of Scott and shit, isn't there a Smodco ad in one of these? Or am I smoking some shit? Oh, there's a geeking out. That's what it was. It's, it's on the, the next, next page. Issue. Yeah. Oh, is it? It's on the next, next page. page. Oh, yep, there it is. Okay. Anyway. Oh, it gets quiet after Fred leaves, and they're like, what the fuck's going on? Oh, and they figured that the monsters just lost track of him because once they didn't see him anymore, they basically forgot about him. So... Aren't they afraid that the monsters went... It's funny you haven't read it in your school and me now because I'm just like, fuck this. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just, I was just reading this. Yeah, I know. Didn't they... Uh, she thinks that the monsters went back. Uh, hold on, I have to yawn. Uh, yeah, I, 
can tell. <laughs> I can hear it. <laughs> Isn't she worried that the monsters went to the back door, and that's why they're not trying to get in, because they saw Fred going to the back door, and they're after him now? I don't fucking know, man. How would they have seen Fred go to the back, though? I don't know. I'm sorry, was I looking for logic in this motherfucker? Yeah. As the kids say, my bad. Yeah, but she does say that they they may have simply forgotten that we exist. Yeah. So we cut to Fred and Scooby, and they're about ready to... And guess what's in here, motherfuckers? They're about ready to start barricading, and a little girl walks up, and guess what? She's got a fucking flowery shirt with a smiley face on it. There's no way that she's a demon monster. Uh, fuck that. I'm talking about the smiley face, dude. Come on. Oh, yeah. Watchmen. Yeah. Come on. I can't be the only one th- seeing this shit. You know? Yeah, you're right. And I, smiley face I button right, right there. I think at one point. Yeah, she's got it in her hair, too. I think at one point there's a fucking blood streak on it, or it might be in the next issue. But I definitely fucking saw it. But anyway, who? This little girl fucking comes up and she's like, "Are you one of the things from under my bed?" Cause she's a scared of monsters and shit. And then we uh-huh. get this full page geeking out ad, which I haven't seen any of this show, but I'd like to. Yeah, I you don't know? know. Well, I would like to see it because it's not just Kev. There's a lot of people either on it or working on it that seem real cool. Cause the dude that Kev does education with, Andy McElfresh, uh-huh. he's a main creative force behind it too and that's like oh cool hmm. he worked on the tonight show the yeah. real tonight show with leno well so, i mean if it's the real tonight show it's with carson so well he sucked though who carson your mama your mama motherfucker i'm i'm gonna take a shot at one of your ships now go ahead bitch no it's your turn <laughs> oh is it yeah oh well since you reminded me um, A1, not the steak sauce. Uh, miss. Fuck. Let's do, um, C... C8. C8 what? Uh... Dicks in your mouth! Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, that's a sick burn! Oh, shit. I got a shadow. C8. That is a miss, motherfucker. Damn. Anywho. This little girl comes up with her fucking goth look and her yellow eyes. And Fred's like, oh, honey, what's wrong? You poor little sweet thing. And it's like, she's got yellow eyes, fuckhead. And like fucking giant unibrow and some kind of, what is it, makeup? Supposed to be makeup or tattoos or something on her mouth and her chin. and Look at around her eyes, too. She's got veins popping out and shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, come on, dude. You can't be this stupid. But her hand, look at her hand. look at her hands are all in the next panel her hands are all like rictus and shit yeah yeah that's fucked up but like Fred claws like, oh you poor kid what's your name oh sweetheart it's all right she's like serena then her fucking head splits open and a big old flowery monster beast type thing jumps out and tries chewing fred's head off as uh daphne walks up uh-huh what? that's pretty fucked up though I mean, it's a, it's a cool piece of art, but Fred's got to be, like, really fucking stupid to not see something coming. Oh, know? yeah. Yeah, he's a fucking moron. I'm just saying that that piece of art's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, look at This Scooby. page is pretty cool. great. Well, I'm looking at the little girl's head splitting into four pieces. Yeah, but, I mean, Scooby looks great, too. And she's got three heads. I know. Wow. Yeah, it is good, but I like Scooby. 
Okay. That'll be the that'll be the main fucking of these whole six issues. I've said it a bunch of times, but that's the main theme of this book. Porter does Scooby really fucking well. You know? Yeah, he does. He looks like, looks like a he looks like a real great dane. Yeah. I would like to see Porter on the main Scooby book take a shot at an issue of that. Really? You don't do you, do you think he can do the cartoony style? I mean, I think he could do a cartoon or a slightly more realistic version of the cartoony style, yeah. Yeah. Cuz this isn't I don't look at any of these characters and besides Scooby and say, "Hey, Scooby do." Right. So I think if he dialed back the realism, injected a lot more of the um cartoony style into it, I think he could do it. Cuz I've always wanted to see better art in that because even though I said I like the art and all that and it look some of the poses look straight out of the cartoon from which actually from what I've heard they take stock images sometimes and just slap them in which is yeah. why they hit all those classic poses a lot which is like oh well that's lazy but I would like to see them try more shit with the art on that but anywho Shaggy and Velma are back at the other door and why the fuck are... Oh, I guess Daphne shot the little flower girl. Oh, right. That happened, they hear a gunshot. The demons oh, came yeah. back. Yeah. The demons came back and... Did Velma and Shaggy go back outside? Yeah. Because all of a sudden... Huh. Yeah. Well, that's weird. You're right, yeah. because yeah. one panel they're in the back and one panel they're on the ne- very next panel they're on the floor. What the fuck is going on here? Yeah, and a second late... Yeah, and then it shows... Fred, our Fred, Daphne, and Scooby were in the back room, are back near the loading docks, and all of a sudden they're on the floor. Too. What the fuck? Well, I mean, they yeah, Daphne, I, Daphne I shot know. the flower girl, and then in that panel, Shaggy and Velma are still in the storeroom. Yeah, and then the very but next then, panel, they're on the floor. Yeah, and then yeah. But thinking about it, it's like, wait, how the fuck did Shag or uh, Fred and Scooby? When the flower girl shows up, all of a sudden, Fred and Scooby are on the floor, too, not in the back loading bay. Well, I think they... Oh, wait, what the... F- no, they're right there no, in the you're right. room. They you're turn right. around the... and she's there. And it's like, you're what right. the fuck what is the going hell? on? So, okay, apparently Porter's not as great at this as I thought either. Well, wait a minute now. Did they're they... losing me, man. Did, did, did they... Um... Yeah, what the fuck? Because if you... Yeah, because they're back at the loading dock... The little girl walks up. She says, are you one of them? He says, oh, you mean we're... And as he turns around, not alone, and they're on the fucking floor all of a sudden because you can see the aisles behind him. Yeah, that's what I I mean. They, But I'm looking back before her head split open. Yeah. So they're they're by the loading dock. The girl walks up. He talks to her. And in that first panel when he's talking to her, you can see shelves in the panel. Loading dock, loading dock. All of a sudden they're on the... Floor. Yeah, I mean, even before the it, monster comes out. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, okay. As he turns, he said, not alone, and all of a sudden they were on the floor. Yeah, you're right. What the fuck? And then it happens again with Shaggy and Velma. He says, not a fan of musicals, and she said, not a fan of music, period. Between right. not a fan of musicals and not a fan of music, period, they go from the storeroom to the floor. This is fucked up, man. It is really fucked That's It's weird. worse than I thought. I've even gotten my notes the ad for Kev's show is cool. <laughs> uh, anyway, Velma starts climbing the shelves because apparently they're on the floor now. Oh, 
Here's something I have in my notes. Look at Fred and Daphne after this. They look like the same person with different hair. Oh, they do. When they're hiding on the shelf, on top of the shelf. Well, even when she's pulling him out of the goo, which sounds dirtier than I intended. Yeah, they kind of do look like the same person. That's fucking crazy. That's so weird. Yeah. And look at Scooby climbing up the shelf. That's pretty cool looking, though. Yeah. So, yeah, Porter's hit and miss here. Anywho, the demons come running in. They're all back on the floor, apparently, which right here is a door in this panel of Shaggy and Velma hiding on top as the monsters run by. There's a door there that could go to the storeroom. Well, there's two doors. I don't know. I'm trying to explain it. I can't. Fuck it. Let it go. This is the <laughs> most fucking crazily laid out store I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. The floor this plan makes no sense. This got a hole in his mouth, the back of his head. Oh, yeah, he does. It just goes straight on through. Come on, Porter, you're better than this. Do you think that was intentional, or do you think the guy fucked up the color? Uh, that could be the colorist's fault. Because, yeah, he colored, he colored the inside of his mouth the same as the ceiling behind him. Or, yeah, because as it or, goes towards his head, it starts getting darker. Mm-hmm. And then inside his mouth, it's like a dark grayish-green color. At least that's how it looks to me. Anyway, they anyway. climb up the shelves to hide from the demons, and they're going to lay on the top of the shelves... So the demons don't see him, and they all go running by. And there's Daphne looking like Peg Bundy again. <laughs> and the panel of Scooby covering his face, that's pretty cool. And then De- our Velma's laying on her back, looks like somebody's licking her pussy or something. With her hand to her mouth down there, you see that? Oh yeah, I see it. That's, now she I can't, like now I can't unsee it. She looks like she's in the throes of an orgasm. <laughs> now I can't unsee it. I was just about to say, this. actually these two pages are kind of cool, because there's no sound, no dialogue really. Yeah. They're all silent panels. Yeah. Just the noises of the monsters running and screeching and... <laughs> and shit. But you're not going to say that now because it looks like she's fucking hitting her own face? Yeah, now I can't stop looking at that. It's kind of hot, isn't it? No, no, no. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. and then, Well, it does say roar right there on the page. There's nothing saying that that's the monsters roaring. Yeah. And there's a crack and a swat, too. So she's <laughs> roaring while somebody's fucking cracking and swatting her cooch. Uh, yeah. Her coochie! Boy. Well, day turns to night, and the monsters are gone, and... Hey, there's the double doors that lead to the back room, I guess. And see, it's like there's two different floors of the room, because Velma and Shaggy are in a well-lit store floor, and then Fred and Daphne apparently are in a not so well lit one but they're looking through a doorway at fred and daphne yeah it's so weird like this fucking store f- is fucked up hmm. uh, again we've got another a few more shots of fred and daphne looking alike on the next page as velma climbs down to go looking to see what the fuck's going on and scooby sneaks up behind her and asks if everything's okay and scares the living shit out of velma <laughs> yeah She's fucking kind of berating Scooby for scaring the shit out of her while she's trying to be quiet and not attract the demons back. And Scooby's just like, Mommy? 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 Fred and Daphne look alike here, and they're both wearing their scarves, and they're both smiling and laughing, and it's hard to tell who's who. So apparently they get back into the loading dock or the back area or whatever, and they barricade the doors again. What the fuck is up with Velma on this page? Which panel are all The page... No, the, after the the page after they barricade the door. Yeah. 
at the bottom when Daphne's walking away, storming away, and the the four of them, the Scooby, Fred, Shaggy, and Velma are standing there watching her go away. We're back to uh, Peter Dinklage in a dress. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what the yeah, fuck? I mean... Like, how is a... that... How can that be such a different piece of drawing? But that's an, that's another one of those that looks like it might have been cropped. Because look at all the detail on Daphne, who's close to the camera. Yeah. But the four in the back, they've got so much loss of detail, it's fucking hilarious. That looks like a thumbnail or something. It looks like a sketch. Mm-hmm. And I just noticed this. Do you see all the peace symbols they've got around Shaggy's arm on the tattoo sleeve? You gotta look Oh, yeah, close. I do. I see it. I do. I see it. <laughs> it's it's so funny when I point oh, something God. like that out and listening to you, because, like, I see it. I do. I do. I see it. You sound almost excited, but there's a hint of, like, fuck. I wish I didn't. Yeah, I know. I'm with you. And so here Daphne's going to have a have another... Um, Meltdown. Bipolar meltdown where she talks to but, herself for five panels. But she does, right before that, she does sort of understand and acknowledge her craziness. And oh, yeah. I thought that was interesting that she got a little self-aware for a minute, but it doesn't make it okay. If you're like, okay, I murdered 48 people, it's like, okay, you're still going to jail. Somehow people think if they admit to being assholes and stupid and shit, Means they can get off. No! <sighs> so, Velma's looking for a computer, which this here really fucking bugs me, too. Yep. Velma, Velma's looking for a computer because she wants to ha- hack into the complex or whatever. Yes, assuming that there's still uh, Wi-Fi anywhere. Yeah. And Daphne's just like, fuck this, I'm out. And she goes off on her own talking bullshit. And just happens to uh, stand, lean against a shelf that has a whole bunch of computers on it. Yeah, she literally puts her hand on it and leans against it, like you said. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean literally in the way that it's in the dictionary now, where literally, literally doesn't mean literally. I mean, she, old school definition, literally puts her fucking hand on it, looks around all sad and depressed and shit, and then she looks up and she's like, Oh my god, there's a computer there! Yeah, I like how this computer box just says gaming laptop on it. Mm-hmm. It's not stretched out at all, either. It's just right where you can see it, gaming laptop in a row. <laughs> right. Because, you know, products, they put everything you need to know in one small corner and leave the rest for, I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> so, let's see. Fail. They talk a little bit more about the Project Elysium and shit. More of the same shit. Yeah, more of the same shit. And then all of a sudden, a fucking laptop cracks Velma in the back of the head. Which pissed me the fuck off. You know? Because it's that same shit from Daphne. Didn't she just, like, resolve her anger issue in the last page? Yes! And now all of a sudden, she's throwing shit at the back of Velma's head for no reason? She's acknowledging her craziness. She's self-aware. And then she fucking throws a laptop at her head. You wanted a laptop? You got a laptop. The battery's fully charged. And it's like, wait a minute. And Shaggy makes an excuse for her. Uh, in a weird way, that was actually nice of her. Maybe she's warming up to you. And Velma says, I just hope I survive it. Fuck you. Hmm. But my biggest complaint, and I kind of glossed over it so I could really bitch about it now. Are they going back to the fucking complex? I know you didn't read it, but that's basically what how it sounds. 
we spent the first four issues, we're getting away from it. We need to get out of here. Velma's like, well, we should look around. No, fuck it, we need to go. Now it seems like they're prepping to go back. Yeah, I think maybe you're right. And it's like, what the fuck? You know? Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ, what the hell? Why do we... Why? Why do we keep fucking going in circles here? Why do we have to spend three issues in a fucking Walmart? I don't know. Ross told me... I think it was after he read this issue. He was like, okay, I don't have as many problems with it as you guys do. But it is rather annoying. And I think this, these first four or five issues, whatever it was that he told me, should have been boiled down to two or three. And it's like, exactly. Exactly. Because there is too much of this. Let's fucking repeat this. Okay, we'll throw pretty pictures at him. But let's repeat everything we just said last issue. Let's contradict everything we just spent the last four issues doing. Instead yeah. of just staying there with Velma and looking around, no, we're going to fucking leave. We're going to argue about it for four issues. Okay, let's start going back. Yeah, and I think a lot of our issues that we've had with it, all a lot of the problems, could have been, like, swept under the rug if this, if there was, like, actual... If you felt, felt like you were getting something out of this book. Yeah, if it didn't feel like you'd bought the same fucking five issues over and over and over again with slight tweaks. We definitely, like have really shit on this book and nitpicked the hell out of it. But I don't think we would have been quite so hard on it had had the story been there or had there been... Haha, ha, you just said hard on, but no! Look <laughs> at our review of issue one again, dude. I know. I know, that's what I mean. It I... was surprisingly good. Yeah, we went deep on issue one, but we didn't fucking nitpick it like this. Because there wasn't many nits to pick. Right. It seemed like it was a, a, a pretty decent starting off yes with not a lot of problems because a lot of the bullshit they said before wasn't true again but yeah apparently they're going back to the fucking complex which we spent fucking three issues arguing about that we shouldn't go there we shouldn't be there we need to go we need to get out of here we need to run we need to do this we need to stop we need to blah blah blah, blah. fuck you at least in issue six though we'll get we'll get to see them go to the go back to the facility and finally get the information they were looking for do we? <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> that was Do we sar- really? That was sarcastic. I know it was. <laughs> Why do you think there was such a long pause? <laughs> For fuck's sake. <sighs> it's so fucking infuriating, man. And this is basically, for everybody listening, this is basically a free preview or a uh, this is basically a preview of our show we'll be launching soon, the Nerd Blitz Comic Con. Versations. Yeah, but I promise you, we'll have more joy than this shit, because we're gonna pick shit that's not fucking horrible like this. Right, we're not gonna intentionally have conversations about dog shit. Well, I don't know. We're gonna be talking about the original Star Wars comics at some point. Yeah, but I mean, even those. I know, I've read like seven issues. There's are no, it's ten issues at this point. There's some redeeming qualities. Yeah. At least those have the, the benefit of seventies camp. Yeah. And seventies nostalgia and you know. They sorta of have something to do with their claiming with what they're claiming to be. Fuck it, let's move on to issue six because I want to get this over with. I just want to put this to bed. I can tell you're 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 escalating. You're spiraling. I am. The building. It was all it was all fun and games when we first started. <laughs> Not anymore. It's and just now you're, pure now anger. you're spiraling. 
I can I, I can know. feel the tension mounting. <laughs> okay, issue six cover. We both got the same cover, which is the Dan Parent cover, who is an Archie icon. This is a good cover. It is right. It's our last issue. We can have a little bit of joy that there's a great fucking cover. And yeah. again, Dan Parent. Although his shaggy looks retarded, but you can't blame him for that. He's got to work with the design. Yeah, well, his the Fred looks a little weird, too, but... I, well, I was getting to that. His Fred looks stupid, too, but, again, he's got to work with the design he's been given. Right, but the you Velma know? looks great. His Velma looks great. His Daphne looks Daphne great. Daphne looks great. His Scooby looks all right. His Scooby looks a lot like a uh, hot dog to me. <laughs> like a brown, less furry hot dog. That's Jughead's dog. Okay. Um, but yeah, it, it's a pretty great fucking cover. Yeah. As far as it goes, you know. And I would love to see his take on Scooby. Fucking put him on Team Up or Where Are You. So we go in and... They're still in the Mall Mart. Yes. For what? The f- fourth issue now? Yeah. Fuck! Well... Velma's trying to hook up some some kind of power, right? Or some kind of... Uh, I'm trying to restore the power some, so I can yeah, reboot so she can my boot laptop, laptop and access the complex's servers. She's going to have to fucking do more than just bring the power back if she's going to get into... No, uh... no, no, because comics. <laughs> that's, that's something I realized. That seems to be the excuse that they're leaning on. It's just like, fuck it, it's comics. So how, how did Daphne even know that laptop was fully charged? Good question. Yeah. Obviously, it wasn't because she's got to re- she's got to uh, restore the power to the Mall Mart here so she can charge it up. Uh huh. Assuming the electrical grid's still on. Yeah, well, well, I guess it is. The... There's street lights and. Yeah, and she's got a light around her while she's working too from overhead. Yeah. So what? What the fuck? Exactly. So then, what the fuck power is she restoring? Exactly. And as I just fucking said in the last issue, the floor, the main floor is lit. You could see from the fucking electronics department display. There's fucking power! So what the fuck are they doing? (laughs) They just need some bullshit fucking excuse so Velma can goddamn daydream? Yeah. Just have her trying to fucking get into the complex and it's complicated. And that's when she fucking days dreams. We don't need this fucking stupid shit that doesn't make a fucking shit like a sense. Or fucking have somebody knock her on the head and knock her ass out and she can have this dream flashback. That works too. Fucking Daphne just threw a 20 pound computer at her head. Maybe she's passed out for a second again. Yeah. Because remember, this is only a day or two later after Fred threw a fucking camera at her. That was understandable since he's weird. I thought it was a mole person. Uh Uh-huh. So she's fucking clearly concussed. But no! Moving on. Moving on. All of a sudden, we've got a flashback to her fucking family. Spoilers, this is a flashback issue. Yep. Which does have a pretty good reveal. Yeah. Kinda. It's kinda good. It's kinda good and kinda ridiculous at the same time. Yeah. But I should say this. There are a lot of cool references in here. And I'll explain them all. I actually did read this issue, so... Are you sure? I'm positive, because I remember reading it going, at the end, who gives a fuck? Yes. Who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck? 
I'll, I should rephrase that. There are a few good references in here, but they're right here in the first four panels. This <laughs> <laughs> is a 26-page book, but... <laughs> or 22-page. The first four panels after we find out, oh, yeah, it's going to be a fucking flashback issue. Right. So, Velma's born, and basically her dad fucking hates her. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess that could explain why she's so socially retarded. Yeah. Daddy because issues. her dad's like, fuck this bitch, and her mom's like, oh, I love her, she's a runt, as her dad calls her. Well, yeah, and she's the and she's the only girl. They've had four boys. Ah, spoilers! <laughs> 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 it fucking matters. Yeah. But let me just get all these references out of the way real quick. Okay. The panel, the third panel of the flashback, Death, or Velma's mom says, she's a lovely little thing. Isn't she, Dale? Dale. Remember that. Okay. Dale says, she's a fragile little runt, Angie. Angie. Dale and Angie were her parents' names on Mystery Incorporated. Oh, okay. I thought that was pretty fucking cool. It seemed like for a second, somebody might have been paying attention. Yeah. You know? Okay. The next panel. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have a meeting with Senator Jaffe. Jaffe. Nicole Jaffe was, I think, the original voice of Velma. She might have been the second oh, voice yeah. of Velma. Oh, no, yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. So that's that, to me, was really fucking cool, you know? Yeah, I would have never put that together, but... It's sort of like the fucking Krebs thing with the Mystery Machine. Uh-huh. I've been looking for hardcore references like that, but... And that's, that's something I should say. As much screaming and as much as I fucking hate this bullshit... I will miss the little references that they throw in when they do throw them in, like that. But anywho, Velma's dad hates her. Her mom loves her. Her dad's fucking into politics and bullshit, and he's a dickhead and doesn't really pay much attention to her. Um, yeah, pretty much rejects everything she does. No, Nothing's good enough. Yeah. Um. Let's see. And doesn't her mom go into, like, a mental in- institution or something? Yeah, I think so. I'm trying to read it real quick. And basically, she's stuck with her dad and her brothers who don't pay attention to her. Which, I've never been the dude that's like, I've got to identify with shit. And this, it wasn't targeted at me, clearly. But I really fucking identify with Velma here, you know? Yeah, a little bit. It sounds like you've had the same experience as me. Spending a lot of time alone, buried in books and shit. Yeah. Even to this fucking day, that's what I do. You know? Yeah, maybe maybe not to this extreme, but yeah, I can... Oh, no, uh... not, not that extreme. Because if it was to that extreme, I'd be a whole lot fucking smarter. <laughs> I spent my time buried in novels and shit, not like textbooks. Oh, me, yeah, me too. That shit was... Boring. Yeah, it wasn't for me. But yeah, she spends a lot of her time alone. Her four brothers not paying much attention to her. Her dad not paying much attention to her. And we should say she's a genius. She has an IQ of 161. She go. Her dad sends her off to this fucking gifted school. Nobody really pays attention to her. Um. So we cut to her being in the bathroom all alone reading. A girl walks in and is like, "What are you doing in here?" And she tells her her roommate. Blasts Can I just music. point out, by the way, sitting on the filthy, filthy bathroom floor. Yeah. Oh, that makes my skin crawl. I know. Espe- I know, especially given our. Fuck this shit in episode 14 with J-Sarge where we were talking about people pissing all over and shitting mm-hmm. all over and all that shit in the bathroom, but... Yeah. Yeah. 
But anywho, she's sitting on, I almost said sleeping on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) She's sitting on the floor of the bathroom and this girl walks in, asks her what she's doing. She tells her her roommate's a fucking noisy bitch. Do you notice that it looks like she's wearing the same skirt and socks that she wears when she's an adult? Yeah, that doesn't bother me. No, I know. I'm just saying. That's kind of fucked up. It actually looks like they're all the people in this school are wearing the same shit, which Yeah, that's what I mean. That's that's the uni- that's the uniform like she just yeah. decided that's what she's going to wear the rest of her life. That's what I was going to say. Cuz she's like an Einstein where she doesn't want to change her clothes. Mhm. And who was it? Steve Jobs or was it Einstein? Somebody said they wear the same thing every day that way they don't have to waste the brain power thinking about it. Yeah, I think it was Einstein. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty fucking cool. And I mean, look at Velma here. Who's this artist again? Porter? No, this is well. Oh, this is the back. This is the other. Okay. Yeah, this is the flashback artist. So it's. Yeah. Uh, Wellington Alves? Alves? Flowers for Algernon? Something, I guess. I don't fucking know. I don't know. I but, can't even find the credits. I can't even find the credits. Nobody even wants to take uh, credit in this book. I found them. It's back. Did you? Oh, okay. Yeah, back. it's on this one. Yeah, yeah. It's all, okay. It's on this all black page. I forgot. Those those two panels at the bottom of Velma, she looks really fucking good there, you know? And I should say, all the art in this flashback I thought was pretty damn good. Yeah, it is. It looks like it like looks like Scooby Doo to me. Almost, yeah. It's cartoony and but, but not yeah, overly Velma's, cartoony. Velma's pretty fucking decent looking here. Yeah, the colors are pleasing. Yeah. And I thought it would have been cool if they would have put the bows in her hair like she had in Mystery Inc. She had bows in her hair? Yeah, like brownish, reddish bows to match the color of her skirt. When she was an in adult? Mystery Inc. Yeah, in Mi- well, in Mystery Inc. Did you not realize that? Uh-uh. That was like the only tweak they made to her design. Hmm, I guess I didn't pay attention. I thought it was pretty cool. Anyways, um, so this new girl, what's her fucking name, do they say? Madeline Wu. She hangs out pretty hardcore with Madeline and... Then summer vacation comes and goes. Yeah, they're both a couple of freaky nerds. Yeah, because Madeline's like glasses, pigtails. Freckles. Speckled, yeah, I was going to say freckled, speckled face. Basically, she looks like Vel- what Velma's going to look like, except the hairdo. Yeah, she looks like Asian Velma. Yeah, which actually, Scooby-Doo, the mystery begins, there was an Asian Velma, which fits. Hmm. But anyway, um, summer vacation comes and goes, and when they come back, Madeline's fucking smoking hot. Yeah, she is. She's got a rack, she's no more glasses, long, flowing hair. She's, like, grown several inches. Yeah, and she comes back talking about fucking all the boys she's... Yeah, talking about girly shit. Yeah. Instead of, instead of nerdy shit. And Velma just fucking snaps at her and tells her, basically, shut the fuck up, and tells her you're beneath me, and... She stands up in the lunchroom and tells everybody in there, you're all beneath me, every one of you. No, I thought this was like, seemed like over the top or like that, that I didn't buy it. I didn't bump into it really because it's just a defense mechanism, you know? Yeah, I guess. But it just seemed like she went way off the deep end. Well, yeah. I mean, as she says, you've got to understand it's years of built up frustration finally coming out. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. It's basically she's pissed at her dad for treating her the way he treated her. She's pissed at everybody else who never paid attention to her. Yeah. And she's just finally, after like 14, 13, 14, 15 years, she's letting it out. Yeah. She's protecting herself so it doesn't happen again. Trust me, I I understand this all too well. 
<laughs> so, but then they pull her out of school, right? And then she's basically homeschooling herself almost. Parents had divorced. I rarely saw my mother after that, and it was easy enough to convince my father that I should be homeschooled. Yeah, she basically pulled herself out of, out of school and was like, Dad, let me just do this. And he was like, whatever fucking thing with pussy, I yeah, don't care. Just don't bother me. Yeah. After all, keeping his peculiar daughter locked away in the house spared him no end of embarrassment. So she started enrolling in, like, internet schooling and shit, and... By the time I was 17, I'd earned doctorates in biology, chemistry, physics, astrophysics, astronomy, math, and engineering. Engineering, not engineering. I got some of that fancy book learning, too. <laughs> Scooby-Doo. Uh. Yeah, uh, this this I bumped up against, too, a little bit. Like, that seems like just too much. <laughs> like, they they could have dropped a couple of those degrees off. Yeah, you don't need and, astronomy. And made it and made yeah and made it like a little bit more i mean it's still unbelievable and ridiculous to think that a 17 year old could have six fucking doctorates seven you know drop yeah but i mean drop a few of those off you don't need all of them in or in to, to be to be impressive and like i bumped it into it a little bit but to me it's just like raise the age a little bit make her 23 by the time she was 23 she'd earned seven doctorates i could i mean it's still fantastical yeah, but, but i could believe yeah that. but yeah i mean give her give her that's six more years like that that, yeah. that would have worked better too yeah i'm saying it's fantastical but fucking give it to her add six more years and be like okay and at that point you could even add another doctorate to that and i wouldn't bump into it you know yeah well i mean it's add like more years and at yeah. 17 when did she start when did she start her doctorate programs fucking 12 well i mean this is kind of like the same thing as doogie hauser you know, well, yeah. He's I mean, you 13, can't. You cannot do. Doctor. Yeah, you cannot do two doctorates at the same time. Well, I, maybe you could do two at the same time. You can't do seven doctorates at the same fucking time. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to stack those a little bit. Yeah. Or stagger them. So yeah, so twenty three would have worked a little bit better. I again, I feel you, but at this point, I was even though. I should say, despite the shit we've given it, I do think this is one of the better issues. Yeah, it, yeah. Or, there's, at least this particular story is one of the better stories. Yeah, because there's more character development. Like shit actually happens, and you learn things. It's not just character development; it's something new. Well, yeah, it's not the same fucking conversations over and over and over in and the over same and over setting, and over, yeah. and over 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 again. Um. So let's see. Her brothers come and go. They basically ignore her still. She doesn't really give a fuck. And like me, she prefers to be alone. Didn't she go to Antarctica? Yeah, she went to Antarctica because her brothers were... Sorry. She went to Antarctica because her brothers were doing something. There was some secret project they wanted her... Oh, no, they... um... Just to isolate her. Oh, she took a job... No, yeah, yeah, she took a... No, she took a job at a research center... Okay, yeah. ...in the South Pole, and... She was basically just locked up in this little egg room, yeah, by herself, and she got to have seclu- the seclusion that she wanted, which was okay with her until all of a sudden it wasn't, and she then they show her like having a little fucking breakdown. And so, like my mother before me, I was dispatched to a rest home. My father paid for, of course, but he never visit visited. No one did until, to her absolute astonishment, the four, her four brothers. 
Gee, can you tell where this is going? No shit. They've only said the four twice so far. And then in all the dozen, or the five issues leading up, it's the four, the four, the four. Right. Her brothers had done very well for themselves. One followed her father into the political arena. Another had risen high in the military. The third one worked in what he called the clandestine service. And the fourth, a scientist, with far less genius, but perhaps far more vision. Basically, they pitched her on the complex. The Dinkley family is the founders of the complex. Yeah, her brothers are the four that she's constantly talking about. And blaming for the plague. Yeah, so they have all this, all these resources and stuff, and they want to, you know, they want to do this project, but they don't know how to actually get it all the way done. So they come to her because she's a fucking genius and she's kind of dumb, so yeah. they can fucking fool her into thinking she's important. Is that so they how finally... you took it? Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, that's not really how I took it. I felt I took it as they'd always kind of watched her from afar. No, I always I thought they just. They ignored her until they needed something, and because she was so desperate for their love and approval and attention, yeah. that's why she was. That's why she blindly went into this and didn't question anything. Yeah, but I mean, I I do genuinely take it when he says, "But in order to make our vision a reality, we need a superior mind." I didn't take that as like pandering. I took it as like they realized that they're not smart enough to do it, and they need yeah. her. Well, yeah, I'm sure they. Oh god! Sorry, I don't know why I'm yawning. I don't know why I'm yawning so much. Sorry. Um, it's only eight thirty, man. Come I think, on. There, I think there might be a gas leak down here or something. For real? No. Oh, I was gonna say, let's go till you drop. Yeah. <laughs> Won't be too much longer. <laughs> I know the feeling. Well, anyway, yeah, they're using her basically, but I didn't right. feel it was just you know that. Yeah, I mean, dry. Uh, yeah, I mean, I figured they. I don't know. I guess that's the cynical in me that I saw it that way. That yeah, they they figured out that they weren't smart enough to make this happen, and they needed a superior mind. And well, hey, guess what? We have stupid old fucking Velma that we yeah. never gave any that we never thought of or cared about before. But now we need her superior intellect. Yeah. So, so let's just use her. Five. Yeah. And that's part of his fucking sales pitch too. Is like right now we can become the five. Yeah, well, and that's that sounded fucking phony to me too. Yeah, that especially her reaction, the the especially the the shot of her face. Yeah, all bright eyed and shit. Uh huh. I I didn't buy that one either, but (sighs) time goes on and the complex is established, which that's kind of a neat shot there. Yeah, of her working. A lot of loss of detail and a lot of the fuckers. Yeah. But yeah, that is pretty cool. That big page of her walking through. Yeah, well, I don't think there's that much loss of detail. It's just that's the style of this flashback is the not, um, the not super detailed, super realistic. Yeah. You know, the kind of cartoony. Yeah, and right here we learn that Velma actually did come up with Project Elysium to pull out all that bad shit that humanity's so fucking good at. Mm-hmm. She basically, she wants to make life on Earth a paradise such as we have never known. And then we we see a flashback basically to the part in issue one, the prologue in issue one where Velma releases the... The nanites. Yeah, she says, sowed the seeds of Eden on the air. Mm-hmm. Which, holy shit, she is pretty dramatic, huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, let's see. Then she realizes afterwards that her brothers had fucked with her work. And this is the part where it's like, okay, we've seen this before. Where they kind of pull out... They're not just trying to pull out the negative impulses. They're trying to breed in a passivity. Yep. There's the rehash for this issue. Mm-hmm. Oh, you've got to. It's Scooby Apocalypse. Right. And she wanted to punish the poor for hurting her and blah, blah, blah. But see, that's the thing where it's like, I don't, I didn't see him initially as being like fucking diabolical. Like, let's trick Velma because they had no idea she was going to come up with something like that, you know? Yeah, I guess, I guess so. But then she did, and they and then she then they fucked her. Yeah, I didn't see the initial pitch as diabolical. I seen it as they saw an opening to fuck her and did it. Because I mean, we've seen that she's not the easiest person to be around, and that's her choice, you know. She's intentionally cold to people, and then we find out that because of that, while she was working, she had a TV on, and she decided, okay, fuck these guys. Yeah, I just happened to be watching the Knitting Channel, yeah. and look who's on. Daphne Blake's Mis- I hate this name, Mysterious Mysteries. Yeah. That would have been so better as Coast to Coast with Daphne Blake or something. Or even yeah. if they got hokey and called it Ghost to Ghost. Ghost to Coast. Ugh. And then she sees Daphne and she's like, fuck it, I'll call her because nobody else would believe me or nobody at the complex would pay attention to Daphne. So right. the report could kind of leak out and... There would be no tip-off or anything like that. So she called Daphne, and that's when we pick up where issue one started. And she's... Doesn't she say she's sorry? Yeah, she she's afraid that the gang will discover what she is. So we cut back to the present day, and Scooby's still standing there with her, and she lashes out at him. Yep, she gets a little bit of the, the Daphne uh, schizophrenia or bipolar or whatever. And look at that panel of Scooby walking away after she snaps at mm-hmm. him. It's like she kicked him in the balls. Yeah. And then we back to her, and she's boohooing and tells him to leave her alone. Then there's a backup story, but we'll get to that in a minute. I really like this story, but it just seems like too little too late, you know? Yeah, it, it was it was good. It was definitely a nice change of pace. I would say it's the best story they've told since issue one. Yeah, I think so, too, because you actually do get some information for once. Yeah. Some new information. Yeah. Some dots are connected. Even though, like, there is that little bit of retread, which, I mean, that makes more sense in this to retread because it's part of her story. Yeah, that that was complete. And I didn't, honestly, didn't even hit me until you just said, here's the rehash again. But, like, the first time I read it, it didn't even hit me that they they were explaining the passivity bullshit. Yeah, because like I said, it makes sense in context here, but right. Otherwise, all the other all the other ones were out of left field every time. It's just like, oh, the, the readers are stupid. Let's remind them. And before we move on, yeah, look at this ad for Superman in the name of the Father. Yeah, look at that Batman. That's fucking Wolverine. Yeah, that's not it Batman. Is. That's fucking Wolverine. The ears on his. Well, I mean, that's not Superman either. No. No, I'm just saying, like, that Batman, that profile of Batman, yeah. that's a fucking Wolverine drawing right there. A total, who's the artist on that? Patrick Gleason? Patrick Gleason. Patrick Gleason! Yeah. That is pretty bad. Who's... I mean, it'd be an, it'd be an awesome uh, Wolverine, but, yeah, but it doesn't Batman. look like Batman at all. Who's Robin now? Um, Isn't it? It's Damian Wayne still, isn't it? 
I don't fucking know. I haven't paid attention to DC in a long time, dude. The main continuity. I think it was uh, it was Damian. It's Damian Wayne, but they. I don't know. At one point, I think. Uh, Didn't they kill him? Yeah, in in the in that one Batman series. Um, not in the main book though, or maybe it was in the main book, and then New Fifty Two started, and uh, but it was um, fuck, what's his name now? I can't even think of his name now. Um, no, 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 no. Uh, oh, I don't know. Oh fuck. Um, the guy that told Kevin that the Killing Joke was the last Batman story. Oh, uh, Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison, yeah. The the books that he wrote the. Batman Inc. and Batman and Son and oh. those books. I think he. I think that's. I'm pretty sure that's where he killed him off in. But I, I don't think it's. I don't think he stayed dead. And I'm pretty sure that in New Fifty Two, um, he was back. And that's Bruce's son. It's Bruce and Talia's son. Okay. Okay. And who's this little kid, Superman? I don't know. Oh, okay. I figured I'd ask. They gonna fight though. How could you tell? I think that's actually. Um, Clark and Lois's son. I mean, I think that's Superman's actual son. They had a son. I think so. I I read like the first issue or two of the um the rebirth, DC rebirth shit. Yeah. And um yeah, he has a son in one of those books. But huh. I'm fucking lost in all that continuity too. I don't fucking know what's going on with that shit. That that's why I said I haven't paid attention to it because one, trunkless Superman. You know that pissed me off. But mm. they just muddled up their continuity so bad that it's just like, fuck this. Yeah. New 52 Batman was fucking tits. Yeah. That's and the rest good. of it, the rest of it was pretty shitty, I thought. Or not very interesting, I guess. I don't know. I, I never got into much of the other stuff. The first, um, the first two arcs or an arc and a half of Flash was really good, I felt. But then, like Justice League, I, I didn't really, well, even Justice League, like the first... First arc of New Fifty Two was pretty good. Yeah, but I could I just couldn't get into a lot of it. Wowzers! But Batman was the one I stuck with the most because I always heard that Batman was the best book out of all of them. Yeah, it was by far. And people were like, I know you don't like that shit, but you should check out some of that Batman. And it's like, eh. I mean, I would if I could, I guess, but yeah, the fucking Court of Owls. That the first arc, it starts to doesn't really go off the rails, but they definitely take some wild swings later on in the run. The art remains fucking amazing. the The stories, the writing's still really good. It's just it gets weird. It gets wacky, or not necessarily wacky, but they, they definitely they definitely swing for the fences at the end. Yeah, I think you've told me that before, and it's like yeah. okay. I mean, but that but that first arc, those the first two trades, fucking outstanding. Yeah. Possibly my favorite Batman arcs. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. That's unexpected. It's def- definitely in my top five. Oh, I mean, why is it that when people say new shit is among their favorites, everybody's like, seriously, really? Like I just did. Well, I don't know, because there's so, there's so much good shit from back in the day that like... Yeah, I know, but and, that's, and, and, that's and a new shit's A lot do. of times new shit is really disappointing. Yeah, but... I don't know. That's a, thinking about that. That's an interesting thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, anywho, I'm gonna take a shot real quick. Okay. Oh. Okay. H nine. H nine. Miss. Fuck. Um. F two. F. Nope. Miss. Hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know if this is going to be our finale or not, man. Damn. Um, Let's get into this fucking scrappy backup. Okay. The artist is Dale Eaglesham or Eaglesham. And you all know my feelings on this motherfucker. Oh, yeah, he's the dude from a couple issues back with the upskirts and the butt shots and the... Yes. But I will say this. His drawings of Little Scrappy are kind of cute. Yeah, actually, I thought so, too. I was like, oh, look, look at him. I saw his name, and I was like, oh, this fucking dickhead's back. And then I saw Scrappy, and I was like, oh, look at the little puppy! But this is mm-hmm. called The Adventures of Scrappy-Doo and the Scrappy Gang. Subtitle, Scrappy Self-Improvement Plan. And it's like, could you come up with a longer fucking title for this story, man? Yeah, The Adventures of Scrappy-Doo and the Scrappy Gang, Scrappy Self-Improvement Plan. Scrappy, Scrappy, Scrappy! A zany romp with those lovable, laughable pups. Courtesy of... I mean, they say Scrappy more here than I literally said literally early intentionally. Literally. Fuck. So, Scrappy and his gang of apparently now five or four or five dogs happen upon this house that's being broken into by monsters and Scrappy basically tells the monsters or the dogs... Just wait, let them kill all these people. Yeah, because the monsters run into this house and kill people. Then, as the monsters fucking are killing the people, Scrappy tells them, go surround the house, but stay out of sight. Let the monsters have their fun, and then we'll do what I gotta do after whatever. There's a lot of fucking Scrappy monologuing. Even yeah, fucking a lot of monologuing. And he's basically talking about how he hates Scooby, he hates Velma, but he needs Velma. His crew of fucking people are stupid because their articulation chips don't work. Yeah, they're they're wearing out, so they need Velma to upgrade their tech so they don't turn back into stupid dogs. And then there's this switch here, you know. Yeah, well, I, I yeah, I thought I thought it was pretty funny when he's like scratching himself yeah, like a dog, I, yeah. and then then he's like, "Oh, look at me! I'm scratching myself like some stupid mutt." Yeah, because his tech's wearing off. Yeah, but then, like, the next panels, it, like, talk about fucking swinging for the fences and going off the rails. No shit. Whoa, dude. This is just, what, a five-page story? Yeah. yeah. Now, I'll, I will say that this would have been fucking badass if it was done the right way. I mean, this would have been badass if this would have been how Scrappy was introduced. Yeah. Exactly but, as it is, but with that other shit, it's like, who cares? Right. Make this the backup to issue fucking three. And if this would have been issue three, I would have been like, dude, maybe we should stick with this a little longer. Or even issue four. Like, condense all the shit that happened in the first five issues down to the first three issues. Make this issue four. I would be like, dude, come on, we gotta stick with this, you know? Yep. But again, it's too little too late. And after Scrappy's introduction before, it's just like, who cares? Right. But yeah, he's scratching himself like you said. And he realizes his tech's going wonky and he's starting to go back to being just a slobbering, lovable doggy. And he says he's been implanted with experimental tech. Well, that was that was fortunate. Yeah. That was pretty uh, lucky that that happened Ugh. right before the complex went down. That he, and he never got to try it yet. Yes. So let's try it now and see what happens. I guess now's as good a time as any. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba-ba! <laughs> Nanotech to morph bone structure. <laughs> you all right over there? Yeah, that tickled me. <laughs> I could tell. 
<laughs> Can we put that in joke corner? That reaction? <laughs> but nanotech to morph his bone structure, magnify muscle strength, initiate rapid healing, elevate my body, my whole body's on fire, my head's pounding puke and crap at the same time. And I thought that was a weird turn of phrase right there. Yeah. To, to have in this book. I feel like I'm going to puke and crap at the same time. My head's pounding. I feel like I'm going to puke and crap at the same time. But it's worth it. Yep, because now I'm a fucking man dog. No, you know what he is? Let's crank the dial back to 2002. Remember the first Scooby-Doo movie? Yeah. Where Scrappy Dappy Doo was the villain. Hulk Scrappy, remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Let me at him, he uh, says. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, if it wasn't for that earlier shit, I wouldn't hate this as much. But it's just like, who gives a fuck? My one note for this backup story, fuck this shit. <laughs> Scrappy turns into basically fucking Scrappy Hulk from... Scooby-Doo 2002, directed by Raja Gosnell and written by James Gunn. And that's it. He's going to find Scooby Wait, that was written Belmont. by James Gunn? Yes, it was. Both of those were. Oh, wow. I James Gunn from St. Louis. Yeah. Director of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. yep. And Slither. And Slither. And what was it? Super? Yeah, Super, I think, also. So that's it. Scooby Apocalypse is done for us. Wait, wait. The next episode, the title, I, fuck, cracks me up. I don't think I even recognized it. Next, the center cannot hold. No fucking shit. This thing fell apart fucking five issues ago. The center stopped holding like in episode in issue number three. I was just gonna say you keep <laughs> calling it episode. Uh, yeah, I know. It's just fuck me, dude. This is bad. I'm glad to be done. Yeah, I am too. I feel like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Uh-huh. This terrible obligation that we've gotten ourselves into. <laughs> uh, this is what I dreaded when we were leading up to it, you know? Yeah, I feel really bad for you. It's so fucking disappointing. It's so disappointing because I know even the main Scooby book, which I give a lot of shit to, is a better quality than this, yeah. you know? yeah. But I still see people saying, oh, finally, there's a Scooby-Doo I can be interested in. And it's like, you're an idiot. Yeah, for sure. To me, this is sort of like the... And I'm guilty of it. I'll I'll admit that. But there's more connective tissue to the original on what I'm about to say. This is worse than the J.J. Star Trek movies, where finally they did something to make Star Trek interesting for me. Yeah. It's the same shit Zack Snyder said about Superbum. Or it's like, this ain't your grandpa's fucking Superman. And it's like, that's why people love Superman. Because Superman was what their grandpa loved. Not because he murdered people. People love Star Trek because it was about discovery and exploration and shit. Not because it was explosions like Star Wars. Yeah, if you want that, you go see Star Wars. Exactly. The reason people love Scooby-Doo is because it was familiar it was safe it was fun it was the same fucking shit even when they went outside of the box with like 13 ghosts when they went outside of the box with mystery inc with be cool the reason people love these characters is because there's a safeness to it though they can do fresh interesting things there's a safeness there's a familiarity to it there ain't none of that here 
other than Scooby and surprised to say it, Shaggy, I don't recognize these characters. No, it's all been jettisoned aside to make room for edgy or whatever they think is edgy or modern or mature. Yep. And it's and it's none of those things. No. I can give these two issues one compliment though. They didn't rely on that emoji bullshit. Oh, that's true. That went away that that was way sparingly used. I don't I didn't even notice them once. In oh, in these and just in just these two issues, yeah. Yeah, and three and four, they were real heavy and annoying, but here I didn't notice them. Yeah. Which I would like to say, okay, maybe that's a step in the right direction, but again, it's too fucking little, too fucking late, man. Yeah, the series typically doesn't get a lot better as it goes along. No. They, they If anything, they usually start out really strong and then peter out. Uh-huh. It's not like most new series start weak and then get better. Yeah, well, I mean, I told you after, like, the first three issues, like, we can we can be done with this. And you were like, well, come on. It's not really fair to drop it after three issues or whatever. To me, yeah. if I watch the pilot of a TV show and it doesn't hook me, fuck that show. I'm not going to watch it anymore. The first issue yeah. hooked me of this. So it was like, okay, I'm ready. Let's do this. Let's keep, wa- let's keep reading. Issue two was like, fuck. Issue three was like, fuck. So I was ready to drop it then, but... Yeah, now see, and probably the probably the reason why I wanted to, to keep going... Is you wanted to see me really depressed? No, I was hoping that there was going to be some um, incredible turnaround, like around issue four, issue three, four, something like that. Yeah. Um, because of just like what you just said, like if a pilot doesn't hook you, you don't watch it. But this yeah. one hooked you at the first issue, and then the second second issue was like, oh, fuck. Same yeah. thing happened to me with Agents of Shield. The first yeah. season of Agents of Shield. Yeah. The pilot the pilot episode I was like, "Oh fuck, this is pretty awesome. This is pretty interesting." And then the, really? the next two or the next yeah, and then the next two or three it next two or three episodes, it was just kept getting worse like, "Oh. Uh. Uh, this is I'm I don't think I like this." Hmm. And then I stopped watching it. And then I stopped watching it until almost the end of the first season when all of a sudden people were like, holy shit, this shit's really fucking on fire now. I well, was like, I re- really? I remember and when I went that back was and, happening and you kept telling me it was because I kept tweeting about it and you were like, it can't be right, this good. Right. And I finally went back and I powered through all those issues, there are those issues, all those episodes leading up to where the turn happens. Yeah. About, about middle of the season or a little past the midway point of the season. Yeah, it was like three quarters through. Yeah, and then like the big turn happens, and then it's like Winter all down, Soldier like it's happened, all, yeah, yeah, and then it's like a like a race down a hill to the mm-hmm. end of the season. Yeah, and I was like, holy shit, this is awesome! And and then I was realize... then I was hooked on the show, so I was I was kind of hoping that the same thing would happen here, like maybe the issue two, three, and four maybe would suck, but then something would happen, and and and, and you know it would make that same Winter Soldier turn. Yeah. But you realize that all of that shit from early in S.H.I.E.L.D. was building up to that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I realize that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's I realize what I'm that now, but at the, at the time, I was like, this is fucking boring. Like, yeah, this, there's nothing I mean, happening. Af- after you were like, oh, we had to build up and shit to that. We couldn't just right. fucking do that. Right, exactly. Yeah. Which, which is like why I was kind of didn't want to pull the plug on this too soon. Yeah. But. I figure if nothing's really going to happen before the first trade comes out, 
Yeah. Like these six issues are are what is going to be in the yeah. collected hardback or collected trade paperback that's going to come out. Which I would be interesting to see if they fix all the fuck ups, you know? Oh yeah, if they go back and fix those dialogue bubbles. Yeah, so they might. what I would what I would like you to do is keep an eye out for when this drops and try to remember where those fuck ups are and flip through it and let us know. Come back and tell okay. me. Okay. Okay. Because that just came to me. I want to know if they fix those fuck-ups. Because, I mean, that was another one of our big issues with these last three or four issues. There's just so many fuck-ups, it's like, they don't care anymore. So it would be interesting to see if they redo the bubble layouts and shit to make them right, or if they just swap the dialogue, or what the fuck they do. Because we can't be the only ones that noticed it, dude. No. Because it's just too blatant. Yeah, but... Issue six, if it would have been issue three or issue four, I would have totally still been on board. But as issue six, it's like, I don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah, they really they really should have trimmed a lot of fat out of this out of these first six issues. They definitely could have compressed this down. And I should I should say, though, it's like in a way, this almost feels like losing a friend, even though I hated it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's okay, man. We'll get a new friend. A friend, a friend that's better to us, a friend that yeah. doesn't treat us like shit. So with that bullshit out of the way, we're not doing fuck this shit this week. We're gonna launch a new segment that hopefully we'll start doing after um, Joke Corner every week, and we'll have three weekly segments. Or well, not weekly, but you know, three segments each by week in the main show. Does that make sense? Totally. Okay, play the theme song for that, or intro, or whatever we're gonna call it. I just like saying, play the theme song. Hey, baby. What you need? Yeah. Uh, how much is this gonna cost me? How much you got? Whoa. Oh yeah, baby. Come on in to the Nerd Blitz Pimp Spot. So yeah, as you heard, this is the Nerd Blitz Pimp Spot. Um, Let's pretend it's fuck this shit and say who's going to go first, you or me? Um, I'll go first because mine will be short. And you've got a little experience. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry guys, that's an inside joke that you won't get. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, I'm gonna pimp this new comic that I picked up. Um it's actually not a new comic. I think they're like on issue four or five or something like that by now. That's still technically uh, new. Yeah. Might by the time this drops it'll be even older, but Yeah. Um it's a Blue Juice comics, Ether and Empire. Okay. Now Everybody knows Blue Juice comics because the Tell Them Steve Dave guys and the I Sell Comics guys pimp them all the time and they're like friends of the show and all that shit. But nobody listens to I Sell Comics, so Tell Them Steve Dave. Right. <laughs> um, and so I I got the Accelerators when it first came out, the first issue. Yeah. I think maybe the first two issues. It was okay. It wasn't like, I wasn't totally blown away by it. You gave me a copy of the first issue and I thought it was pretty fucking tits. Pretty good. Yeah, I really dug it. 
Yeah, I mean it's it's good. It's it's good. The art wasn't as great for me. I didn't think. I thought the concept was pretty good. Yeah. And it was one of those that I intended to go back and get the trade after some more issues came out, um, and I never did. Yeah. But they have those other comics that they're putting out too. That Annie Bonnie or whatever that one looks pretty cool. But then I saw this one, Ether and Empire, and it's um, it's like set in like a steampunky Victorian England. Oh yeah, I remember hearing him talk about this on Tell Him Steve Dave now. Yeah, and it's like uh yeah, it's like you know, like airships. Yeah. And stuff and I haven't gotten well, I only have one issue, that's why I'm saying I only had a little experience with this thing that I'm gonna pimp. Yeah. I only I only read the first issue, but the art was really cool and the story was pretty cool. The writing was good and I, I was really intrigued by the steampunk part of it and the um the fact that the way they described it is at some point there's like this there's like a mission to Mars or some shit. Yeah. So they're like putting together a team of people to go to Mars as you guess, tend fight to do. Aliens or some shit. Yeah. So I'm like, "Oh, that's fucking cool." And uh so yeah. So Ether and Empire. It's fucking cool. I need to get more issues of it. <laughs> okay. Well, uh I actually while you were talking about that for some reason I decided to change mine. Because I was going to pimp okay. the current Star Wars series I'm reading the books, but I'm actually going to pimp something different. It's an Australian band. Have you ever heard of Airborne? Airborne, no. Okay, well, I what made me think about this is they've got a, uh, apparently they've got a new album out, and they sound a lot like ACDC. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, so you know that's right up my alley. Yeah. Because you know that ACDC has that pretty distinct sound. Apparently they've got a new album out though, and they've got a new their first single off of it. They've got a lyric video up on YouTube. Songs called "Breaking Out of Hell," I think. Okay. That's pretty fucking good, man. Huh. I'll I'm, check it out. I'm looking over at the one album of uh, album of theirs that I have, uh, "No Guts, No Glory." That's got like the first four songs on that are really fucking strong. Hmm. It's got uh. Blonde, Bad, and Beautiful on it. Uh, what's the other ones? Here, let me grab it real quick. I'll tell you. Born to Kill's good. No Way But the Hard Way. That's basically like a uh, uh, long way to the top. It's to me. I mean, there's like no uh, bagpipes or anything, but it's the same sort of theme. Yeah. I think those are good companion songs. Uh, but yeah, Airborne. Check them out. And you know me. I'm not like big on music and shit, so this is weird for me to be pimping a... Musical group, but yeah, they're it's two brothers from Australia, sort of like uh, ACDC and their band. But yeah, it's pretty cool. Cool. So as per usual, thank yous. Our thanks go to at the J Sarge for our intro theme song. Check out all of his stuff at jsargemusic.blogspot.com. And then for our logo, thanks to at Sherry says. Check out her. Instagram, if you're into that, at Instagram.com slash Sherry Says. Search Nerd Blitz on YouTube and fucking subscribe, watch all the videos and shit. If you want some Nerd Blitz merch... Oh, that, yeah, speaking of the merch. If you want some of our merch, watch our Twitter at Nerd Blitz Pod because for the last, like, two months or so, Redbubble has been running sales of 15 to 25% off on all stuff or select items 
So watch our Twitter for the codes and shit for that if you want some of our merch and don't want to pay full price. That's redbubble.com slash people slash nerdblitzpod slash shop. There's a sale running right now that's been running for like three days, I guess, and it expires tomorrow. That's not going to help you, but I just wanted to let you know. They're running sales all the time right now, I guess, since we're leading into the holiday season and Christmas and all that bullshit. So yeah, go go buy a shirt. Don't make Jason Gross hold his dick waiting for other people to buy a shirt. Don't let him be the only one, because then it's like sad for him, it's sad for us, and it's sad for you, because you need to buy one. Yeah. Be a walking billboard for us. Okay? God damn. Why aren't you people replying to me? The fuck? You gotta wear a shirt. Yeah. If you like this shit, tell other people to like this shit. Did you see what Jason said the other day? Probably. What are you saying in particular? He <laughs> he tweeted and said that he wears his shirt to the comic shop every Wednesday. Oh, yeah, yeah, just yeah. Just hoping yeah. people will ask. Just hoping somebody will ask him. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, God damn, that is so fucking That's great. cool. So... Fuck it, I'll add another thank you. At Jason underscore gross. Thanks, dude. That's fucking cool, man. Um, let's see. Well, this will be the only extra thing of ours I'll pimp. Go to tsdjproductions.bandcamp.com and buy the camping trip. Or, $4, you can buy three pilots of shows that we're going to be launching. Probably most of them are... Well, book club, we're going to launch probably before this comes out. So book club started. But next year, we're going to be launching the two steady shows of the other pilots. So buy that and get the pilots of them. We've got the first pilot is uh, book club. We read the backups or the prequel backup story that's in the paperback of Dark Disciple. It's called Kindred Spirits by Christy Golden. We read that and break it down. And then um, the second pilot is the Nerd Blitz Comic Con. Versations. Where we read C-3PO, The Phantom Limb. Break that down just like we did with Scooby Apocalypse, but I think there was a little bit more pleasure in that. Yeah, it wasn't quite as brutal. And I would say there's a lot more, lot more positive about that than negative. Yeah. And you get to hear in that we actually came up with a rating system. Which right. I'm pretty proud of because I got to nerd out and show a little bit of history that I know, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was impressive. That's the first time anybody's ever said that to me, about me showing something. <laughs> Follow me down the path here, man. <laughs> I'm already there at the end. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the third pilot is for the Nerd Blitz commentaries. We... <sighs> That still scarred me. We watched the Star Wars Holiday Special and did commentary for that. It was a good time. It's a good show. It's quality family programming. Except for that last part, you were right. (laughs) (laughs) And you can hear... The funny thing about that is, like, I don't mean to, but I tend to interrupt you a lot, but that one was like, Look, dude, shut! Look at this! Look at this! Do you see this shit? Are you seeing this? Look at that! There's a lot of moments (laughs) like that that are real fucking funny because I've listened to it back and it's just like... You can hear the fucking bewilderment in my voice where it's like, look, 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 do you see this? Are you seeing what I'm seeing? <laughs> yeah. Because it is so fucked up, guys. Oh, Christ. I've had longer to process it, I guess. I guess. Even though you forgot most of it. Yeah. But yeah, that's the Nerd Blitz pilot trio, I think is what we called it. It's yeah. fucking three pilots in a short intro we recorded. 
all for $4. It's like 3 hours, 36 minutes, and 40 seconds. I thought about adding a little skit there so it would be 37 minutes, but I couldn't think of anything, Huge. so you get what you get. Okay, and then the last thing. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, NerdBlitz.com, the High Altitude Podcast Network at HighAltPod.net. And as of this recording, it's new. By the time you listen to it, it'll be about six weeks, five, six weeks old. But we're now on SoundCloud. Yeah, we're hosted through SoundCloud. So since nobody seems to want to fucking support us on Patreon to help us uh, up our Leibson storage, um, I fucking jettisoned Leibson and went with uh, SoundCloud because we get unlimited uploads. So Yes. Just do it our goddamn self then. <laughs> yeah, goddamn it. Now I'm going to cry. No, it'll work out better this way. Then I won't feel guilty about taking anybody's money. True. SoundCloud will give us a lot more flexibility and freedom to post shit because, well, I'm not going to say that, but uh, we might have some a couple extra episodes coming up this fall slash winter if things go according to plan. Yeah. So there's that. You might get a couple extra episodes of this, the main show, where we might be out in the field a bit. Maybe. Yes. So, yeah, SoundCloud's good for us, so check us out there, listen, because our stats started over, and that's what really makes me sad, because we were up over 18,000, or no, eight, not 18,000, 1,800, 1,800, we're not I that good. I wish it was fucking 18,000. No shit. But we were up over 18,000. Check back in another 20 years. Um, I don't think it'll be that long, but maybe another <laughs> three. But we had over 1,800 listens, downloads, whatever you want to call it, plays, whatever. And I was like, holy shit, we're, we're going to break 2,000 soon. Well, now we're starting nope. over at zero. Yep. So it's time to hit the back catalog, folks. There's o- almost 30 hours of Nerd Blitz to listen to. Get to it. And book club started now, so get to that too. Yeah. Um. Again, follow us on Twitter. Both of us at NerdBlitzPod. I'm at the Scooby Doom. You're at Fitzman seventy three. Um. Is there anything else we need to horror pimp talk about? Tell folks. I don't think so. So you know what that means. Bye. Uh. Come back next time. Our sanity depends on it. Whoa! This has been a feature of JJ Two E Media and. TSDJA Productions.